0: Enjoy the show. What is going on, everyone? Happy, happy Wednesday. So excited to be here with you today inside the Business Growth Secrets for Dietitians and Nutrition Coaches. I have a very special guest with you tonight, uh, Andres. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. So excited to have you. And I know we sent out an email and a text this morning and letting them know what was happening tonight because typically we do one live training a week and that's it. And I was like, Hey, who's interested in in, uh, joining us tonight? We had a bunch of responses. So uh, I know everyone here tonight is excited to to hear about you, your story, uh, Andres, the amazing things that you've done, the ups and downs because there's always the downs as well. Um, And just sharing, sharing your your wisdom through the experiences that you've had. So uh, thanks so much for being here, man.
1: Absolutely, dude. Thank you so much for having me and and excited to, to just share anything that I can. I'm an open book. So, you know, ask away anything that you'd like to know or anything like, you know, people like to hear about.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So Andres, I think, I think, you know, we, we can definitely start with a little bit of your background, your story, um, where you got started and what that transpired to and and how you got to where you are today. Um, yeah, dude, absolutely. So, Well, a
1: little bit about me. I'm a Venezuelan immigrant. I migrated here from Venezuela in 2009 um, to come to school here as an international student. Um, sort of like pursuing the American dream in a way, uh, not as entrepreneurship, but just simply I wanted to kind of pursue bigger opportunities here in the US. Uh, so born and bred in uh, Venezuela in a small town on the East Coast, um, moved to the big city when I went to college and uh, I was an exchange student here in the United States at some point. And eventually I went back and I decided that I really wanted to pursue my career as a sports nutrition coach or sports dietitian here in the united states so three semesters in into my my uh, dietetics program in venezuela i decided to secretly start applying for a lot of like programs um and i eventually got into a bunch and the long story short for that is that i eventually ended up moving very rapidly leaving everything behind and just pursuing that dream that i was like you know Wanting to do at some point, I wanted to be a doctor. Like dietetics actually happened as an accident, um, and eventually led into a path of um, a lot of incredible things that happen in the next, you know, ten to fifteen years of my life. When I was here in the United States, I got my my degree as uh, you know, bachelor's degree in nutrition. I became a, a registered dietitian, you know, shortly after that, after maybe four years or so in school. And I've been jumping around all over the U.S. Right, I went to from Indiana to. Um, uh, to Houston to get my dietetic internship done. Uh, from there, literally within a week's notice, I had to kind of pass my RD exam and move to Florida to work in a sports facility called IMG Academy, where, where I kind of like started my roots as a sports dietitian. And, ever you know, from there, dude, I've been in Florida ever since, since 2000 and I think 13 or 14, I, um, I got my master's from UCF, uh, in sports nutrition as well. And I got every, you know, certification that I was supposed to be getting from, you know, certified specialists in sports dietetics to certified strength and conditioning coach and all the letters that I could put after my name, um, uh, which actually as of today, I've actually lost a bunch of them, but not necessarily because. You know, like I like not by it. It wasn't really by accident. I just chose like, honestly, I didn't really need to have letters in my name to be able to provide value. So now I serve a larger community and I established my own business uh, in 2000, started kind of like in 2015, but I failed miserably in it. And we can kind of get into that at some point here today. But um, officially in 2019, when I went on uh, as a full-time entrepreneur, as an online dietitian and we founded nutrition, which now it's called planos nutrition because we had to rebrand talking about, you know, a little bit of like, you know, forced, um, you know, difficulties that we had to run into. And now we run a, as you mentioned, a multi six figure uh, nutrition coaching uh, coaching business. We have a team of six in our program, and we are serving anywhere between 40 to 60 members um, every single month. And we help we sell high ticket um, coaching programs to uh, women in their thirties who are looking to lose weight and build a blueprint for their life in terms of fitness, nutrition, and health. I think that's a pretty good kind of like, you know, summary of my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Wow. That's, that's, that's impressive. And, um, it sounds like you've had a lot of practice explaining exactly what you do and help people with, um, that's awesome. And so, so kind of going back to, um, I know for, for a lot of people and especially with social media and, you know, it's, it's great. There's so many benefits to it, but sometimes we only see people's highlight reel and like the amazing things that they're doing. Um, and it's so easy to get caught up in that and and think that, oh, like everything must be perfect and you know, they can do it, but I can't. Um, and I don't know if, I know you briefly mentioned like what happened, I think earlier on in like 2015. Um, and I think you mentioned like a failed, a failed business. Um, and obviously like you've had a lot of success since then. Um, but kind of like going back to that point in time, like what 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 did you mean by that? Like what was going on? What was that failed business yeah. that you had mentioned? Yeah
1: so one of the biggest hurdles that i had to run into as an immigrant was the fact that i didn't really have legality here in the united states at some point I was an uh, i was a, a, a student and students with working or with student visas have limitations and at that point mine was expiring so uh, i couldn't really work for anybody um so but i could as a student um, i don't know how i could actually establish a company as long as i had somebody else kind of vouching for it and kind of being part of the quote unquote board. So I established a company back then called Viva Nutrition as a way to be able to just try to, you know, make ends meet. And at the same time, it was just an opportunity for me to say, Hey, you know what I can, like, I can build a business. And in in that moment, I have friends in Orlando where I was living at the time who were opening up a gym. Um, it was a CrossFit gym and they told me like, Hey, we have this business we're starting. We have 50 members signed up. And I think it's going to be a good opportunity for you to start. Um, so in my mind, um, I remember vividly, like, you know, getting so excited over a dinner in a sushi restaurant in Orlando, um, in, in Eastside Orlando. And I was like, this is such, gonna be such an exciting thing. I'm gonna start making money. I'm gonna be able to, and, and back then, you know, let alone, like, I, I, I need to kinda tell a little bit more about, like, I was broke, right? I was, you know, asking family for money. I was barely making ends meet. Like, I really didn't go out anywhere because I was literally, like, really struggling financially. So, so this became as a really great opportunity. So they said, hey, 50 members already signed up and you can kind of have all of them. So in my mind, I thought, like I saw each one of those people as dollar signs, right? Like they were like, okay, I have 50 people that I'm going to have as clients. Of course, that's not really how business work, right? Like you just can't expect to show up and then say, hello, wave your hand. I'm a registered dietitian. Um, You should listen to me and give me your credit card. So of course, like I was faced with adversity immediately when I realized like, you know, out of the 50, one or two people actually kind of wanted to work with me. So of course I was really, I, I kind of got hit in the face real hard, real quick because of that because I realized that's not really how business operates, right? Like you have to sell your brand, sell yourself. You have to kind of do all those different things like that. People need to know you, like you, trust you before you can actually kind of get them to really give you your credit card. So for a long time, I really couldn't figure that out. And I read the books and I watched the YouTube videos and I did all those different things, but I really couldn't make it click. So at some point, you know, I realized like, I can't like, I mean, I'm not gonna starve. I can't really be, keep asking for my family for money so they can support me. So you know what? I'm gonna have to get a job. So that's what I consider sort of like a bit of a failure because I had to really stop my pursuit of a business. I was still running it and I was still kind of seeing clients and and whatever may be the case, but I was not able to I was not able to pay my bills with what I was making as a company or as a business then. So I had to get a job at the university, which is the only place that I could get employed um, being on a student visa. So, and that lasted for like a year. And that job led to another opportunity here in Tampa, which is where I live right now, where I, you know, me and my wife, you know, she was my, my girlfriend, fiance at a time. And we moved together here because I had another opportunity here for another job, right? And two to three years passed and I was still trying to build my own dream, not building somebody else's. And, but it was very frustrating. And it's funny because I started journaling, I think back in 2016, and I was just just a few days ago, I was just reading through all those journals and seeing all like the trajectory that I have been on. And and one of the biggest things is just like kind of praying and asking, you know, the universe and God and everything to kind of give me the support to be able to actually accomplishing those things and being able to kind of be on my own. And obviously kind of like looking at myself now and seeing obviously how far I've come then it's obviously something that made me realize that it's possible. So I think in 2018, I made a commitment to myself. And I said, you know, I need to like create a plan to get out of this wheel so I can build my own dream and build my own business. So this is what I took like more massive action. I hire a coach. I I decided to obviously invest on in myself. I kind of switched from my scarcity, scarcity mindset to more of like an abundant mindset. I was like, this is gonna work out. And from there I created kind of like this plan. And I said, you know, the moment that I match my salary right now, which it was enough for me to be able to live okay and, and pay my bills and pay all those different things that I needed, In order for me to be able to leave my full time job and and take this leap of faith, I'm going to have to match my salary for at least six months or I'm going to have to double it for at least three months. I created that rule in my head. I don't know where that came from, but it's just like, you know what, like that's going to kind of give me the confidence that I needed to be able to do that. There's other people you hear about in entrepreneurship that they just call Turkey, just leave and then just they make it work and they do that. In my mind, for me, I was more of playing it on the safe side and that's why I did it. And let alone, like, you know, I think four months went by and that happened. So it was a lot quicker than I expected. That's when I started to believe in the idea that this is possible. I can do it and I can make it happen. And this is when I, you know, submitted my resignation and said, hey, I'm going to give you guys a 30 days notice. And, you know, 30 days went by. And this is literally the home office where for the first time I was actually working, you know, on my own, you know, running my own company. So that's where the whole story, it, this is not where it began, but this is where it began yeah. as a full-time, you know, entrepreneur, online business owner.
0: Wow. That's, that's incredible. Uh, there's just so, so many, I'm taking notes here cause there's so many good takeaways um, and just components that I think could be super helpful for everyone. So, so for you specifically, and I know I'm not sure how challenging it could be to, to like really define what were those shifts that happened in 2018, um, but from a I think from a mindset perspective and maybe like a skill set perspective, what were some mindset shifts? I know you said the like shift from, from scarcity to like abundance was definitely one of them. Is it was there any other mindset shifts that had to be made made for you to because it was like you know, you were doing the thing, you were like you said on this wheel, and then all of a sudden, like four months in, like boom, like things are happening. From, so I think, I think it's always a combination, right? Mindset and skill set. What, what were some mindset shifts that happened and what were some skills that you think really helped you get to that point?
1: I think it was like 80% mindset, 20% skills. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's a song for some reason. Um, <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I, I realized was when I hire a coach for myself, this is when I was about to turn 30. And honestly, I was just realizing there were so many people that were friends of mine that were crushing it in business in different areas, right? The people that I work for, this, ki- this guy like you know, who was the owner of the company I was working for was 26 And that guy was probably a millionaire by the time that I was actually working for him already. So I was like, okay, like this guy, like very smart, but you know, he's a normal average person. And then the coach that I hire, like, you know, which huge props to him, like, you know, because I look up to him highly. He was my first coach, Tony Stefan. He was a, a nutrition coach back then. Right. And I, I searched him. I started with him. And one of the things that I did with him was I hired him as a nutrition coach because I was realizing and seeing that he was doing this stuff full time. And I was like, you know, what is this guy doing that like and, and honestly, I, I and unintendedly, I literally hired him as a coach with two reasons. And he probably knows this one. I want to see what he's doing. Right. So I can maybe even mimic it or have an idea of how to do this. I want to understand his process. And two, I really want to get, you know, I want to get fucking fit before I turn. thirty, <laughs> Right. So because I had a yeah. trip to Mexico and it was already planned and I was excited about it. So this was in June. And I remember getting off the phone with him and realizing, you know, I mean, this is the first time I was ever investing in a coach. And it was like 300 bucks a month, right? He was charging for a very simple email coaching program. And I remember at that time, like when they told me when he told me that I was like, Oh, man. Like, and I had to, like, I started sweating. I was like, I, I, cause, cause that's obviously kind of the mindset and mentality I've always had, right? Like, you know, yeah. like getting a hundred dollars outside of my wallet for something was just very, very difficult for me. But I realized, so you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to like do this, right? And in my mind, I thought, I'm just going to do this for two months. And I did that for two months, right? So I still was in that same kind of mentality back then. So I hired him as a coach and I realized when I started getting like his program, and again, like it wasn't anything anything special, but I got the goals. I got the results that I wanted. I got super fit. It's the best shape I've ever been in my in my life. And his program was a Google sheet. He sent this to me. Yes. It was like, you know, adjusted to me. His check-ins were very concise. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's the next step. Here's what we're gonna do. And I thought this was so stupid simple, right? <laughs> and and I'm paying 300 dollars a month for this. But I asked myself the question, but am I getting the goals and the results that I want? Mm. And I said to myself, yes. So is it worth it? Yes, it is. Right. So people typically associate like the money that they spend on just necessarily what do I get features and benefits, not necessarily looking at the value that they're getting in return. And it's hard to put a price tag to that until you start to understand it as you go through it right? Because you can sell a program for like, you can sell nutrition coaching for $50,000 a month, Like, like something outrageous. But if somebody truly believes that you're going to help them solve the biggest issues and the biggest struggles that they've had, they will pay for that for as much for as outrageous as those things actually may sound like. So the biggest mind shift that I had at that point was, you know, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be like a business savvy person. I just need to be able to get people from point A to point B that they get excited about it, that they see it and help them feel valued and understood. And when I realized that, like as I was getting coached, that just kind of completely shifted. So I started like doing this with other people, right? And this is obviously where the skill set came in. And it's more about how can you sell yourself? right? Because you now understand. So in my mind, I was like, okay, now I understand I can help people because again, this guy did it for me and he's not smarter than me. I'm not smarter than him. Like, you know, we're equals so I can do what he's doing. And he has 50 clients, 60, 75 clients under his roster. I have one. Why can't I do that? And I started with that process, right? And I was like, you know what, I'm going to start to do this. So this is when I started developing skills and the skills came from coaching as well. Right now, I did obviously mimic some of the things that he did with me as a a coach, as a nutrition coach, like, you know, how he kind of got on the phone with me, how he kind of like sold me on the idea. And that's kind of how I got my first maybe three to four clients up until I got to a point where like, you know, I was like making maybe a thousand dollars a month, like 1500 bucks a month until I realized like, you know what? Like I need to learn more in depth, like the behind the scenes. And at that time he was starting to sell his coaching, you know, business. He was starting to, to sell these ideas. Like, I'm going to be able to help you like build a coaching business and I'm going to help you get to the next level. So that's when I moved from nutrition coaching to now business coaching. And that's where like the skill set, you know, the, the, the skill development typically you know, started at that moment from learning how to do sales to learning how to do outreach to, to, to starting to obviously kind of create like a world-class program and, and, and selling higher ticket offers and different things like that. That's where the process started. And, you know, it just kind of evolved, you know, from there. So those are like the biggest things that I feel like I realized. it's it's understanding that we are not unicorns, like we're not nothing special. We can you know, there's a bunch of people making a lot of money and they are um, a lot less smart than we are. So if they can do it, you can as well. It's more about kind of getting through the barrier that, you know, and, and you know, coming up with excuses as to why you can't. And I still battle with that. Right. Like, you know, I'm now my mindset has shifted right now. It was going from like, I want to be able to kind of go from like, you know, leave my job so I can have like I can sustain myself and getting to my first 10 K per month to shifting to now from 10 K. I want to make sure I kind of get to multiple six figures, you know, multiple six figures to becoming a seven figure registered dietitian. Right. So like with every level, there's always a new a new devil that kind of comes in again. This is something else like, you know, that my mentor Tony Stefan once taught me. So it's more about like how what person do you need to become in every stage? And Mm. and in that moment, that's the shift in the change that I needed to make to to make it to that first kind of step in that entrepreneurship, that ladder that I was on.
0: Yeah, that's, that is so powerful, man. And I think there, I mean, there, again, so many, so many nuggets to pull from that. And I think, you know, one, one piece that I know many, many people struggle with, and again, like, I think we all do at some point. Um, And let's see, we have, let me just say hello to everyone who's on right now. So we have Cassie in the house. Hey, Cassie, good to see you, Sean, Ariela. Uh, Karan Sadaf, good to see you. Uh, hello, hello. And it, as, you're, as you're jumping on, if you have any questions for Andres, please drop them down. We're going to have a few moments to, to ask those uh, to him as well. Um, but I think something you said that, that's so important is the idea that, um, you know, if it's possible for people that we see out there, it's also possible for us. And like you said, I think there's people out there with less certifications Less, less degrees or no degrees, right? Uh, doing, doing what us as healthcare professionals do, and I think a lot of people fall into the trap, and I get it, right? It's a little frustrating, but we fall into the trap of just complaining about it. It's like, you know, we gotta stop complaining about it and start doing something about it. If we want to be like the ones in the industry who who help people, we have to go out and do it. And I think the difference is that those people, they, and and this is where I hear imposter syndrome comes from. But um, the people who have the most imposter syndrome. They, they know, they know how much they don't know because of all the certifications and degrees that they have, that it's like, I don't know anything, you know, cause there's so much out there versus the ones who don't, they don't know what they don't know. So, so they just do the thing. So it's, it's an interesting, it's, it's pretty ironic how that works. Um, but like you said, everyone who's watching right now, like you guys are, you guys are, you know, so smart, you have everything you need to help people right now. You just got to go out there and just do it. Um, yeah. So. And I know it's easier said than done, but it's true, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's 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 easier said than done, but at the end of the day, too, it's like the times in which I've I've, you know, accomplished a lot of different things like that. It's 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 not. It, yeah, it should it's being hard to kind of get to that point, but it's a lot simpler than I always kind of like realized that it would be, and and that's a big kind of like change that I I kind of created at that point, and and at some point for me, like I thought that like my goal as a dietitian was to get as many credentials and to be the smartest you know uh, person in the room and the smartest person in the room is not usually the most successful financially to be honest you know, it's, you know, a lot of times you want to be the smartest person in the room because you're passionate about a topic and you really don't care too much about like how much money you make. It's just more about like those different areas. That's perfect. Right. But if you do have specific financial goals, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You don't have to be like the, the person with the PhDs and like the multiple degrees. Sure. That helps because it gives you, you know, a higher level of credibility, credibility, and that's important. But at the end of the day, as long as people don't care, like how many letters you have to your after your name Some people do, but statistically speaking, nobody gives a shit about like the master's degree and like nobody actually ever in a sales call asked me, let me hear about your credentials. And the few times this happened, I can count them with the amount of like, you know, fingers in my hand. Um, And I've jumped into a lot of sales calls in the past like four years. So it's really not as important. So a lot of times, like we as professionals, we value more of those things, more so than our ability to be able to take action into helping people. So we spend years in school trying to learn something. And then like we kind of come out of it hoping that people are gonna rain on us in terms of like, you know, now we are the authority. We are the people that can help you. And people are like, Who the fuck are you? Like, you <laughs> know, so that that's literally kind of what when it comes down to. And and that's a very big reality hit that I think a lot of dietitians and, and health professionals. professionals Professionals typically typically jump into after they're done with school because Mm -hmm. they get the stamp of approval from the school. Here's your diploma. So now I am the shit. I can do all these different things when in reality, when you kind of like get and step outside, obviously real life, nobody cares, right? (laughs) Nobody cares that you got like a 4.0 GPA on your master's degree or, or in your bachelor's degree, they care about your ability to help them and sell them on the idea that you can solve their problems.
0: Yeah that's that's so huge um so big for yeah for everyone like take that in because that that's it right there when we start and everything all the all the challenges all the problems that i see uh in our lives and in our business is is when we start to get in our head and start focusing on ourselves versus the people that we're helping right it's like that selfish behavior versus the selfless right and that translates to everything Right. It's like, Oh, me, me, me. I'm the best. I have all these certifications versus, Hey, what's going on with you? You know, what, 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 like, tell me about your pains. Tell me about your problems, your frustrations, you know, and and like you said, selling them on the, on the vision of what they can have the life, that they can have the transformation that that can happen in their life. Like that's it. Um, and, and I think, you know, and that's also like personal relationship stuff, you know, (laughs) focus on the person give them what they want and you'll get what you want. Exactly. Um, everywhere. Yeah um no this this is awesome so so kind of i there's so so there's like obviously different different levels like what you were working on and focusing on you know just starting off might be a little bit different than what your like what your main main focuses are on now obviously you have a team of 6 and you've grown significantly so like if you i don't know how to simplify this cuz it's like so many years of 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 work and effort and things that you've done but if you were to say like the core things that someone has to focus on at like the beginning level, like let's say zero to five K zero to 10 K to then that next level. And then maybe that third level, like just like, what are those things that people should be working on to, to move up those levels?
1: Yeah. I do actually have a pretty good kind of framework that I feel like obviously when I when I cool. reverse engineer everything that I've done and I could back go back and do it. I think obviously I know exactly where to go and where to start and what not to do. Yeah. Um the first stage is I call it the grunt work. Um and this is obviously where you're gonna have to be like the the everything person. Mm-hmm. You're learning to do everything. And and from from zero to 10K, you're gonna have to do everything yourself. Um most of things. Unless you don't want to make any money and you don't want to make any profit. And this is where I think a lot of mistakes people make where they start kind of bringing in like teams and stuff like that once you haven't even gotten to that point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no, to, you know, to 10K, it's, it's obviously the first kind of step that you have to get. The first step in that process to kind of get to even the first thousand bucks that you can kind of make in a month is you have to do... A lot of things for free. And the reason I'm gonna say this is because it's important to start to kind of establish credibility. So, the first, or for free, or like barely anything, you have to really get experience. And just because you went to school, this is gonna be kind of ruffling all our feathers. I'm gonna be straight with you whether you're a dietitian or so, you know shit when you're starting, <laughs> right? Like, dietitians are not good coaches. I'm gonna say that from the batch because I wasn't right? Like nutrition coaching and building a company around this. It's not just because you have the credentials that you can do this. So you have to get experience and suck it up, you know, swallow your pride and you're going to have to do part of that process too. So in the very beginning stages, I mean, I work for like a hundred bucks a month. I work for 200 bucks a month. I can helping family members and stuff like that, because those first 10 clients are going to be the people you're going to give them all of your energy, all of your energy, right? And again, going back to the same thing, suck it up, do it, provide the value, help them as much as possible, give them the the transformation of their life, because those 10 people are going to be like the foundation of your company, they're going to be the foundation of your business, they're going to be the people that said, holy shit, like, here's the incredible result that I got from this person, because you're going to take some of those five to 10 people. And now you're going to use that as a way to leverage your growth. It's like, hey, look what I did with this person. Yes, you know, I love that I want to get to that point. Great. It's $300 a month, or it's $500 a month. Okay, perfect. So this is obviously where you kind of start to leverage that possibilities. But you can't really here's I'm going to be very clear about something you have to give your clients a a life experience, an incredible experience. Your program needs to be something that is incredible. And you have to believe that yourself. And this is something that a lot of times I really struggle with. You have to think that the program and what you offer is the best shit that's ever been created in this universe, whether it is or it isn't, because I know it is, right? Because when you believe that, right, your clients believe that. And they're so happy that they're making an investment to be able to actually be a part of the program. So in this first stages, it's part of that grunt work is, getting experience, not being afraid to a lot of times work for nearly for free. And this is something the problem that I kind of run into dietitians right now, specifically the millennial dietitians and like this newer kind of generations where they're like a free internship. I'm not going to get paid like, oh, my God, like I'm, I can't believe this. I don't, I mean, I don't care about people's feelings in, 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 in this conversation here about that, but I think that's bullshit. Like, right. Like I, I did so much, some like the, the, the dirtiest type of work and, and, and jobs actually kind of working. I never complain about it. Yes, it sucked, but it was an experience. And now I see so many people that are like, I have my RD, so I should deserve to actually get paid this. No, like it's, especially if you're building a business you need to kind of start from the very like bottom. And you hear about some of these like multimillionaire guys, you think, like, you know, for example, Alex Formosi, like he talks about this shit all the time, right? It's like, you need to be able to, to do some of this wrong work at the beginning to be able to help understand, like not only getting experience, but also getting started. The second thing is you need to sell yourself, right? Like you're not going to expect to get people to see you if you don't sell yourself. And most dietitians typically run into the problem where they say, oh, I just like want to come off of salesy, right? Mm. Well, if you don't sell, you're not solving the problem with anybody. And there's like, you know, Joe Schmo right next here, the next door, or like the other account that they kind of like saw that have absolutely no credentials and they're selling. So people are paying them and not paying you because you didn't really kind of come off as salesy. There's a line that you can draw, but the key and most important things is you need to tell people that what you do and what you offer, right? And that's one of the things that I realized about me. It's like, I was putting a bunch of content and information, but I was not really saying like, hey, I have a program and I can help you get from point A to point B. You know, I'm looking for three people that can actually be a part of it right? If anybody on here hasn't even kind of started or still working a full-time job and you go in there and in your Instagram right now, and you say, Hey, I'm looking for five men and women who are looking to improve their health, lose their first like 10 to 15 pounds in the next like three months, you know, comment below and let me know. You're going to get a bunch of people that are going to reply to you. And if you're starting, it's like, Hey, great. Like let's, let's jump on a call. Let's, let's chat a little bit more about where you're at and where you want to go and how I can support you. And if you're a person that is starting, like literally if I would go back to do this again, that's exactly what I would do. I would get on the phone with them and say, hey, listen, you know, because I'm just starting off and, and, you know, I have all these different things and I have these great ideas. I'm going to give this to you for like almost for free, right? I'm going to like only charge you this much just so we can kind of like get you started into this process. How's that sound? And you're going to get your first like five clients at two to $300 a month. Like you're going to have your first thousand dollars a month guaranteed there, right? For the next four months. That's how I started, right? Like part of that conversation and part of those different things. And you don't have to create the perfect program. You don't have to create the perfect, you know, and that's a big issue that to this day, I still battle with that. I don't have to kind of create this like, you know, pretty thing. My first nutrition program was a Google doc yeah. and I never complained once about it. I did, but I realized I didn't really have anything to complain about because I was getting the results. So mm-hmm. Your clients will want all the bells and whistles, even if you provide them. It's cool if you have them, but that's not really what they're paying you for. And I need to remind that to myself every single time that we do something new. So that's the first stage. Um, <laughs> you know, just so you can kind of like understand that process. And that is exactly what I did to kind of get to 10K. And I got yeah. to 10K very quickly, you know, within six months, I was really kind of like making $10,000 a month following that same process, right? Because you start helping people. And with that, you can start increasing your rates because the demand is higher. Right. You got now the word of mouth. You start to ask for referrals. Like, hey, like, do you know anybody that needs this help? Like, I would love to help them out. Sure. Yeah. I have my 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 cousin Joe here. He's really looking for a nutrition coach to kind of help them. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Like, you know, introduce them to me and I'll give you on. You know what? I'll give you um, I'll give you a month for free if you actually kind of like send me more people. Great. So, I mean, that's just marketing at the end of the day, but that's exactly how I started with the process. And I went from zero clients and within like a year, a year and a half, I was like just by myself, like handling 55 people. Right. So like, that's like the power of leverage. And I went from charging like, a hundred, you know, $250 a month to charging like $650 a month at some point. And now we actually kind of switch over to a full high ticket model. Right. Mm -hmm. But that was the first thing. And I never hired anybody until I got to $10,000 a month. That's when I started kind of leveraging the power of outreach and, 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 and communication and stuff like that. And that's when I started thinking, okay, if I need to scale, this is what I'm going to have to start to, to maybe possibly bring another coach and other dietitians to start to build a team, you know, from that moment on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's what everyone here really needs to hear. And I think, um, again, it's just, it's just so easy to, in the beginning say like, <laughs> I, I, I forgot who I was talking to recently, Um, and if you're here listening right now, I love you, Uh, but they were like, I just, I just hate social media and I'm like, I hate social media too, guess what I love more than I hate social media, I love making more money, I love helping more people, I love the freedom and flexibility that comes with it, it's like you have to choose right? You can't have both. Like, I don't like being on social media all the time, but hey, if it's going to get me all those things and I'm going to be able to help a lot of people at the same time, like, I'll take that all day, right? I'm pretty good here at home versus like being in a clinical office, you know, working for someone else, like, yeah. i'll take this so yeah in online
1: business this is kind of like where yeah. i mean our company like 99 percent of our company has been built on social media yeah um so especially in the online space it's the only most organic and that's the other part too like people start to talk about ads and talk about like i have never paid one single dollar for ads to this point <laughs> right like we have not paid one single dollar and dime and and trust me there's times in which i thought i should but then obviously the coaches and the mentors that i'm being grateful to 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 be to work under They've always been gotten to a point where this is like, you're not ready for that yet. Like, it's not point for you to kind of start because at the end of the day, like, sure. And there's some people that kind of start a lot quicker with ads and everybody mm-hmm. has different stories and different kinds of pre- paths and trajectories in which it took their business from the b- very beginning. I just think that there's a lot of opportunity for organic growth. Um, yeah. and, and that's really, really where where I have, you know, exploited most of those opportunities from the very beginning
0: yeah that's so good and so so getting getting to the place where because i know i know a lot of people might might think okay like i think for for many people it's just like it's even hard believing that you could even get to the place where you're replacing your income right to begin with and then getting to 10k months and you know going from there but getting to the point where you're actually starting to think a little bit bigger and being like okay well i i'm helping people but i want to help more and i also want to grow more now i'm getting to the place where um, I am thinking about, okay, how do I do that? Right. Um, and that, that includes systems and, and people like you need people to do that. So, so, so at the point that you're at now, can, can you maybe, you know, talk a little bit about, about what that transition has been like, um, maybe some challenges and, and ultimately I, I think, because there's, there's always two parts, there's like the challenges, but there's also the massive benefit. Right. So so I'd like to maybe hear a little bit more about what that experience has been like. Yeah. So I think the biggest, uh,
1: I I can think about kind of like roadblocks that I've kind of experienced in the past three years. The the biggest one is always kind of going from like, you know, getting to that first six figure year um and that's just more about kind of like clearing ten thousand dollars a month that's the first milestone in business right which is to a lot of people like a really good place for them to kind of go full-time now in this economy right like you know maybe a little bit less like i remember when i first like kind of cleared five thousand dollars a month i was like i'm out right so um but that's obviously the first stage going from 10 to 30 was a very long haul for me particularly in and um uh, what to call like in, in just like this space right we are in a consumer space so obviously it's it's very difficult to kind of get to that point like and this is where you're going to have to need a team right and going from 30 to 100k per month which we haven't gotten to obviously this is the process where it's been even the hardest right with every single level there's going to be a much higher like and much more difficult kind of process not impossible that we have to kind of like learn so we have to relearn a lot of different things was when we were kind of like in the point of kind of like averaging in w- between 15 or, or so like that thousand dollars a month in our company, um, this is where I started like thinking, okay, like I can, I need to start like paying to get some time back. Because if I need to scale, I need to start to look into ways in which I can do that. So I was coaching 55 clients. So I was spending a lot of time coaching people, right? And I have VIP clients who were getting calls every other week. And it was a lot of time, right? So you realize like your calendar starts to fill out quickly. This is obviously when you see private practices and places like that, that's usually their limitation. They grow to a certain level and they're comfortable with that because they just like to see people, right? And then that just kind of gets things running. But you cannot scale because... You there's only one of you. So when I realized that my time was limited, I started to think, okay, like I now maybe it's time to kind of find an assistant coach or a second coach to help me in this process. So this is when we brought in our first coach Dana, which she's still with us right now. So I brought in Dana, and, and now we're just selling for another person. Right. So and and that's the second step that we took. Right. Okay. Now I'm selling for another person, and now we kind of like split the work. Right. So now was obviously I'm I'm kind of like loading like or lowering my, my client load. I can kind of send some people over the, her way, and that was the next step that I started to take. This third person that I hired in my team was an appointment setter. Or in that point, and that and that uh, kind of process was she was called like a client outreach coordinator. She was not really had that term as appointment setter which she basically took care of a lot of our messaging. She took care of like the reaching out to people, and that's what organic like in this call. What we call it—that's called direct, um, direct uh, outreach marketing, or or um, which is basically DMs, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of d- reaching out directly to people, having a conversation with them, see what problems you can solve, getting them on the phone, and then obviously selling them on the idea and the solution that you have for them. So that is something that takes a lot of time. But I was doing that myself. I was a person that was like in the morning sending like 10 to 20 to 30 messages to different people, new followers, people that I. The, you know, like the, the Gary V like hashtag strategy, kind of going and commenting <laughs> on people, building our community, kind of going live, commenting with stuff. Like that's where I kind of like started with that process. And now I kind of offboarded that to somebody else. So they were sending the messaging and they were trying to book me for calls where I can kind of like go in there and obviously sell people on our program. So that's the third person that we bring into our team. And throughout this entire process, this is where my wife came, a very instrumental part of our program, because You know, we started, I started to kind of get into the idea and you know this, right? Which is, you know, it's a family business and she wanted to have the same flexibility. So she left her job so she can do this with me. So she started kind of like managing memberships and billing and and numbers and all that kind of stuff like that. So that was like another thing that I kind of off boarded from me to be able to take care of that. Right. So at that point it was, I got a coach and an appointment setter. And then I had like my wife who was helping him, you know, all all those different things, kind of like sides of, of the business. And honestly, we ran pretty smoothly up until like last year where, you know, it's like, okay, like Dana is a mom of three and she cannot really do this like massively full time. So I was like, you know, we may have to bring another person, right? If I could do it again, I would go back. I would find somebody that can eventually work up to a full time person. So I don't have to bring two. So that's maybe not necessarily a mistake because we value Dana so much because she's an incredible dietitian. But that's maybe something that I reflecting back. I could have done a little bit different. So literally from like 20 to 30 to now scaling, I realized like right now, I need to jump off of coaching so I can actually empower my coaches so I can focus on scaling our company. So we have two coaches now. I brought in a dietitian full-time and she lives in Mexico, Mexico City. She's not in the U.S. She has all her credentials and is licensed in, in, in Mexico, but she's not really a registered dietitian here. That was a big hurdle for me. And the reason we brought her in is because we needed a Hispanic or Spanish-speaking dietitian or Spanish-speaking, Spanish-speaking nutrition coach. I sign off on all of her stuff because I'm the dietitian in the program, but you know, it's one of those like kind of hurdles that I run into for a long time and spent six months trying to find the right person. And honestly, she was perfect for it. So I decided to bring her on. So that's now, and and this, again, this is a kind of like business strategies where like I can afford to bring in a full-time dietitian from a different country that, you know, has really good credentials, follows the same kind of practices that we do here in the United States for you know, a very percentage, a small percentage of like what I would be able to kind of pay a registered dietitian full time here. So that was a business strategy that really worked out to my favor. So that's another person that we bring in. And we also have a content manager who was an intern and she did such a wonderful and incredible job that she kinda like came in and and she kinda came in more of like as a VA. Honestly, you need <laughs> like, you know, I feel like you need to to scale like three important people. You need like somebody that can do your messaging or especially if you're doing organic mar- marketing, which is somebody that can actually do outreach and and, and setting and, and helping you actually kinda get more calls. You need a coach that can actually be a success person for all for the delivery of your program. And you need um, you know, somebody that like a VA or somebody that can kind of help you manage some of the busy work in your company. To to a certain extent, you're not going to be able to do and handle all those different things. So honestly, for people listening in, maybe I don't really need right now six people. I just like value so much what they're doing in our company that I want to be able to kind of help them. Because remember, when you're building a team, your profits are going to start to obviously take a hit. Right. So you're not going to be like, you know, you go from a company that you're making $10,000 a month and you think all that money is your revenue and it's like your salary to no, And that's now like the company revenue. You now need to figure out exactly what the profit margins are going to be for that company. That's something else that I have learned throughout the process. So I don't really think like when and this is something that I really people need to understand. Right. Like, oh, yeah, we, we have good. a multi six figure company. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm bringing in like three to four hundred thousand dollars in my pocket every single year because we have expenses, we have people to pay. So, and you cannot expect to get to that point unless you want to burn yourself down to the ground to get to like three to four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars a year, and just expect like you're gonna do it with one or two people in there. We're not, you know, I'm not in the business-to-business space where we can kind of sell ten to twenty thousand dollar ticket offers where you only need like four clients every year or every month to be able to kind of clear six figures. You can do, and there's, I know a lot of people in the program I was who were doing that, but we're in the consumer space, right? Our programs typically range anywhere between three to $4,000, you know, for a four or six month programs. So, you know, we have, in order for us to kind of get to six figures, we got to sell like at least like, you know, 18 to 20 clients every single month. And that's not always as easy feat, you know? So, so that's some of like the learning lessons that I feel like I got into up until this point.
0: Yeah, man. Ooh, baby. Give it, giving away the farm. I love it. I love it. This is so good. Um, and I think, you know, ah, man, there's like so many, so much goal. Again, I'm like trying to figure out where to go here because there's so many good things that we can talk about. But I think, I think one, one key thing, um, as we're in our business growing as well, I think one key thing for everyone to realize is that there's this idea, um, that you don't have to do a lot of that grunt work that you were talking about earlier. And you said, like in the beginning, you have to. You did all the DMs, like you were messaging people like crazy, right? It's like so many people don't don't want to do it, and it's like that's what it takes. But the cool thing is, if you have a long term vision, a long term long term plan, right, to be in this for the long haul, you don't have to do it forever, right? But you have to you have to go through it to get to it right? You have to go through some stuff to get your stuff. And in order for you to teach someone and train someone how to do it the right way, how you want to do it, you have to do it first. That Um, is a
1: very important thing that I learned. And it was a very big thing that kind of hit me hard when I started, because here's something I'm going to teach you guys about scaling a company, which is, you know, you think you're servicing your clients and you're coaching clients, let's say, for example, in weight loss or like nutrition and health. Well, It turns out when you're building a team, you now turn on only a coach for your clients. You also turn into a coach for your team. And it Mm -hmm. took me a long time to figure that out, because for me, when I hired my first RD, again, going back to Dana, which again, bless her heart, she's in incredible, but I never coached her, right? Mm -hmm. My expectation was she's a dietitian, she knows what she's supposed to do, right? And to this day we still have a lot of like friction in some different kinds of areas in our company because I never sat down with her to to really kind of like coach her onto how we want our company to be run, how we want to coach our clients, right? So she created her own little thing, you know, the way that she did things, right? And now when we're trying to kind of implement systems and processes, You know, it was my fault because I didn't really kind of coach her on how to do it. So now with my, with Sassy, who was our new coach, like we have a call every single week for an hour. Let's go through things. What do you want to go over? Like, let's do like a mock call. Let's do some role play. You have to coach your team. And the reason why you need to do the grunt work is because how can you coach, coach somebody about something that you have no clue how to do, right? So I edited videos. I... You know, like wrote captions, like, you know, did design, I like did appointment setting, I'm doing sales now, like all those different things I did myself. So, so how can you bring somebody in? right? And saying like, I want you to do messaging. Okay, cool. How do I do? I was like, well, I don't know. Like you, you should know this, like you've done this before. Right. Or, or like, you know, this is like, you know, a little thing that I found somewhere. Trust me, that's never going to work. Right. And and that's a very important thing that I learned just recently. Right. Like in the past like year or so that I need to spend the time for my team. Right. So you're buying yourself time to coach less to people but you're obviously going to have to replace that with time that you're coaching your team. Because when you find people, and the other part too is you need to take care of them, right? Like we have like meetings with our team every single week. And one of the things that I did this week, I, I told them like, I want you guys to make a list of everything that you love to do in our, in our company. And, and I want you to make a list of all the things you hate doing in this company, right? Because I want to avoid friction, right? I want to be able to kind of build a culture in our company, which is a very important part of it, the process, which, it, which is I want to build a culture In which you guys feel cared for, you love, absolutely love what you're doing right now, because I know you're going to get, I'm going to get the best out of you, right? And that's a big thing for our team, right? Like You want to make your team feel as you're scaling that exactly the way your clients feel. Because you know they're going to show up as the best version that they can be. And that's the one thing that I'm extremely grateful for. Because you ask anybody in our team right now, hey, who do you work for? For Planos. And what do you think? It's the best company I've ever worked for in my life. And that's the culture that I want to create for people that we bring in, regardless of how big or or small, we actually stay. Like you know, if we're gonna scale, if we have a multi-million dollar company, I want to kind of keep the same culture, the same type of thing. Like, if you don't like doing that, perfect. Maybe this is not the role for you. Let's find a role that is going to kind of match out for you best. Or if it's not a really good culture fit for a company, maybe we're just not a good fit for each other, and then maybe it's a time
0: for you to find a different opportunity. Yeah, yeah. That that. And I, I know for for most people listening right now, they're like that's like, wow, that's way ahead of where I'm at right now. But this is key, right? So so I, I would recommend taking some notes, going back to this video, because this is everything, especially as you go to those higher levels in business. So um, just so, so good. Um, but awesome, man, this has been this has been so good. Um, everyone give a huge thank you um, to to Andres here tonight. Uh, for really um, just spending some time with us, sharing his knowledge, his insights, his, his experience uh, with you. So give him a big thank you in the chat. Um, and I want to thank you, brother. Uh, thank you so much for for hanging out tonight.
1: Absolutely, dude. Thank you so much for bringing me on. And and yeah. any anything you guys need or any any kind of support, I'm always available. I love to kind of provide value and help people in any way that I can. And and you know if there's anything that I can do for any of you guys, uh, just shoot me a message and let me know.
0: Awesome awesome any any parting words any anything that that I should have asked that I didn't
1: no i mean i think like you know you just got to keep going there's there's going to be times in which and I've gone through like dips and, and you know, and, and highs and lows in this process where there's going to be a lot of days, a lot of weeks and even months in which you just don't want to do this anymore. Um, And I still go through that, you know, right? Like this is why I have a therapist. I can kind of help me navigate through through some of this stuff. This is why I have a wife that is extremely supportive throughout this process. And, you know, even recently, kind of like thinking maybe I just want to do a different type of business. And I want to start something different and, and realizing that this is exactly what got me here and I can do further things things, but I think we're not at a point yet where I can just say like, okay, this company can run by itself. Um, and that's a big thing that I usually have learned in the process, right? This is my baby. I grew it. I developed it. I can continue to grow it. I, we can kind of get to a certain point until people no longer need it, need me and the company can run without me. But to this point, the company cannot fully run without me. So I need to continue to get to that point because that's the goal.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, again, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn how to build a successful business. So I have something special just for you. If you are a healthcare expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, then you are going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, I want you to win. So I've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of Healthcare Business Radio. If you are tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you are ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel, you are going to want to head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com. Forward slash insider, and there you will find over seven thousand dollars worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is only available for listeners of this show. So, if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a business that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider right now so you can win big in your healthcare business and in life.